0: I E-M-I. E-M-I.
1: E-M-I. Hello everybody, welcome to IntelliCast. Uh joining me today, as always, Brian Peterson. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello. How's everything going? Doing great, middle of a storm, so we'll see how this podcast goes. We're gonna get right into a conversation. Um, so you know how to find us, emi-research.com and Twitter um, twitter.com, emi-research, all those underscores. Today we're talking with Mary Rose Draper, who is our director of network Co- Network Partners and Quality. Hello, Mary.
2: Hi, Brian.
1: Good to see you as always. And our special guest of the day is Cindy Newman and she is the research director at the Insights Association. Hello, Cindy.
0: Hello, everyone. So nice to be here today. Thank
1: you. Yeah, what a great conversation. We're gonna talk a little bit about um, data quality, um, what's happening at Insights Association, what Cindy's role is, all the awesome things, and I mean that, um, that is happening in our industry and kind of being led through the Insights Association to improve quality, Um, and Cindy, What's your background? That's kind of the first question sometimes we ask people. How did you get into marketing research and how did you end up at the Insights Association?
0: Yeah, well, uh, like many others in the industry, I fell into it. Um, As a matter of fact, I sent out one resume and only run one resume when I was in graduate school and ended up getting the job at a small quant qual shop in Chicago. Very fortunate to be one of two statisticians at the time and ended up uh, following uh, my manager and tremendous mentor to my next role where I spent the majority of of my career. So most of my background is in the syndicated data side of marketing research, uh, doing brand analytics, retail analytics and some advertising analytics. Uh, both on the supplier side and uh, the client side. About a year ago, though, I had the distinct pleasure and opportunity to join the Insights Association, and I was really eager to join an association that was dedicated to protecting, connecting, informing, and promoting the marketing research industry. And it's been a tremendous experience. I've met wonderful people like all of you and have had the opportunity to work on some really interesting projects, one of which we'll talk a little bit more about
1: today. Well, thank you, yes. Um, I think working for the Insight Association will be amazing. Um, First of all, for the reasons that you mentioned. Second of all, you get to work with Howard Feinberg.
0: Yes, oh my goodness, yes. Howard (laughs) is uh, a tremendous, uh, tremendous asset for all of us.
1: For all of us. I think there's really three Howard Feinbergs. Um, I don't know how he does all that. It seems really hard.
0: I know. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's tremendous.
1: He is a big friend of the podcast. We've had him on one time. He should be on all the time. He should actually have a podcast. He's amazing. But less about him, more about us. So we now have the DII Council. Yes. Uh, what is the DII Council?
0: Yes. Yeah, so this was a, a Data Integrity Initiative Council, DII. Uh, that we started last year, early last year. And it was really driven by and grew out of many conversations that were going on in the industry at the time around data quality and data fraud. So as the industry association, we thought it was really important for us to to really work with everybody else uh, around data quality and data fraud. So we asked for uh, those interested and passionate about data quality to join us in those efforts. And last year, we had a total of about 20 individuals um, who super passionate about preserving data quality from a wide variety of backgrounds, including sample providers, agencies, academia, and client-side research, just super interested and passionate about data quality. And the, the whole experience of working with this team was, was so positive in so many ways. Not only were they passionate about improving data quality, but in some cases, competitors were on the team and they focused more on collaborating um, and working together to solve this issue. Um, than worrying about uh, organizational differences. So it was a great experience. Um, uh, We launched uh, the first DII toolkit that I think we'll talk about a little bit more in a bit. Just know it is a collection of all the industry knowledge and information around data quality and data fraud. Um, And you can find that on the IA website at insightsassociation.org under resources and uh, the team has since grown. So this Mm -hmm. year, we've expanded to um, about 30 plus, probably 35 plus individuals who all share that same passion, and who all share that same desire to collaborate. And uh, uh, we are really working on some exciting initiatives that uh, uh, I look forward to talking about.
1: Mary, let's bring you in. Um, You and I both Somewhat recently joined the DII and I have a feeling you really enjoy the collaboration across companies and competitors working together to solve the issue. You're very passionate about this. What are are kind of your initial impressions of the council?
2: So we originally heard about the toolkit and went to the website, downloaded it. I am the director of quality here at EMI, and so I distributed that information to our team and discussed it at a company meeting and just was very excited about the collaboration that was happening and the fact that the Integrity Initiative really was about Holding all factors of research, all people um, involved in the research pro- process accountable. So we weren't just talking about what a sample supplier should do, or what a full service research company should do, or what the what an end client does. It really is um, all hands on deck. And so I was very motivated motivated to be a part of it. And I think I reached out to you, Brian, and said. Um, do you know Cindy? or <laughs> You already have an in at the Men's um, Sites Association. How can EMI get involved and help contribute to this process? So I've been very impressed with how engaged all of the members have been. We meet very regularly, um, the different work streams, and then have um, a larger group think that happens. I believe it's probably monthly, maybe every four to five weeks um, that we're getting together and everyone's catching up on what contributions we've made and how we're moving the needle forward with the different tasks that the council is working on and just the passion surrounding all of the initiatives um, is very motivating for me.
1: You know, I want to mention one thing. I always used to think that these kind of committees that pop up from time to time, they're kind of like a VIP. Um, You have to be invited. And what I love about this is you know, just emailed Cindy. Hey, Cindy, can we get involved? She's like, yeah, come. You're going to get your hands dirty. You're going to work a little bit. You're going to give back and work on a team. And so that's the one thing I love about it is that we're not cherry picking people in the street that are going to come to a, um, a conclusion. You, anybody can just email you and say, I want to help. And you'll find a spot for them. And this team keeps growing. I don't know how you manage it. That's one of my favorite things about it, though, is, um, anybody can get involved. And we all have different viewpoints. There's, there's probably a question in there somewhere. I don't know. That's, what, that's the thing that I like most about the council is the collaboration. You mentioned the um, toolkit. I, it's one of my, I cannot believe that that was put together so quickly. Tell us about the toolkit. You told us where to find it, um, but what's, what's all involved in this toolkit? I don't even know if you can summarize it. It's too much. You have to download it really to see it to believe it.
0: Well, thank you for that. And it was uh, an effort of uh, uh, pure passion for sure by many. Um, but um, so the toolkit right now, as I mentioned before, can be found on the IA website at insightsassociation.org, and it's under resources. You'll you'll use the the resources uh, uh, button to to find it. Um, the toolkit was designed this round to really be a collection of available industry resources. Um, So we wanted kind of a one-stop shop, if you will, for anyone who's interested in learning more about data quality, regardless of whether they're a sample provider or a consumer insights lead or an end user in some way, or even a decision maker. We wanted that toolkit to really serve all of those needs in a very simple and easy way. And so a couple of areas that the toolkit focuses on. One is just raising awareness about data quality and and fraud. Um, And so there's a whole section with links to various articles and webinars around just becoming more aware of the different types of data fraud. The second that uh, the DII team last year kind of created or recreated, if you will, is a glossary of terms. And the what's different about this glossary is it's not just a list of terms, but it's organized in such a way that we hope those terms will stick a little bit with anybody who's reading the toolkit, because those terms revolve around the respondent characteristics, for example. Uh, There's another section around the tools and the methods and the study designs and how all of those impact uh, data quality and fraud. And then there's also a section around fraud detection solution and data validation. So that's the second section of the toolkit. And then the last section that is a little bit more expansive is around data quality measurement and evaluation. And so there you're gonna see some original content around guidelines for assessing quality, as well as more detail about the standards, code of ethics, and even cert uh, certifications that really are all related to data quality. And then last advocacy um, that we think is super important and sometimes maybe not top of mind, but we can do fantastic work, but if we don't have the advocacy uh, on the Hill and with other things that are going on that do impact our industry, then we thought that was a miss. So we included that as well.
1: That was an incredible explanation and that's really the tip of the iceberg. Every researcher should download this article. Uh, Mary, I'm gonna put you on the spot. What's, what do you kind of reference the most? What do you look at? What do you, how do you use it in your kind of day-to-day role?
2: For me, I'm very hands-on with both of our our sales departments and our research management teams who are dealing with our clients on a regular basis and helping field and manage projects and expectations. And I find that oftentimes if something does go awry in a project, um, clients even regular project managers will have a tendency of saying, oh, we have to throw out all of this data. It's all fraud, it's all bots. And so I really like to point to the glossary here because it does point out that there's a difference in the type of respondents that you're getting. There may be respondents that are just inattentive. There is a difference between someone that's um, unengaged and someone that actually were a, a bot farmer, actual fraud. So there is a difference And I think raising awareness of that will help with data cleaning and processing the information that you're getting in your data sets. A hard conversation, I think, for us to have, and I imagine this translates to other researchers in the industry, is having the conversation upward in regards to survey design and helping guide our clients in the process of incorporating different techniques in their survey instruments to make sure that they are capturing the right respondents, but also figuring out how to identify the difference between those types of respondents that we were just discussing. So including red herrings in the survey, making sure that there's an open end, um, making sure that they're in survey checks, not just post-survey quality cleaning Processes to help um, ensure that the data set that you have is um, quality and healthy and something that you can report on to your clients. So it's been a good resource for me to say this is what we recommend. And for more information about how to best implement these practices, here's a link to this toolkit. This is supported by the Insights Association. So it's not just Mary Draper, it's not just EMI, it's not just our, you know project managers or salespeople advising on this, but we have industry support um, from experts and people from a wide range of experience that also second the, the information that we're advising our clients on.
1: I use it the same way. And a couple of things that I love about it is kind of what you mentioned It's kind of a, and, and you've, been, you've been craving this for a long time, Mary, you've mentioned this, it's kind of an alignment and standardization maybe across the industry I don't think we'll ever get 100% of the way there because data quality is certainly not a hard science. There's some art to it and intuition to it. But alignment on terms like the glossary and best practices is what this document has. And a lot of people don't know that. And if we can all kind of talk about the same words that we're using and understand it is a huge step in the right direction. And another thing that I love is that you have links, there are links to SMR, there are links to CASE, there are links to inside Association members, you know, like Lucy is in here and APOR, for example. And so um, it's not inside Association is not saying, inside Association has all the material who needs to solve data quality. I, I think that we realize that it takes a lot of organizations working together. We're gonna get that in a second too. Um, to kind of solve this so I just love it and I'm being 100% serious every researcher in the world should probably download this and and study it and refer to it um, I have it open all the time how about that as a commercial Cindy
0: I, I, I'm like oh I'm I'm gushing thank, it, you.
1: thank you I think I will say it's the best document ever created around data quality in the history of the industry and I say that with full confidence um Another important industry, from our perspective, is the SMR-37, which was recently updated from SMR-28. From a sampling perspective, that's very, very important. But this document is just a collaboration of, any honestly, anything you will need to um, think about data quality. And now, it seems like it's a little bit more quantitative focus. Is that true?
0: Kind of. How's that for an answer,
1: huh? <laughs> the research um, answer.
0: Yes, yes, the researcher, kind of. Um, <laughs> But first of all, thank you for the kind words about the toolkit. I will definitely pass those along to all of those who who put in enormous effort to deliver it. So very kind, thank you. I'm glad it's a useful resource. But great question about is it mostly quant or are we throwing qual in there? The answer is it's a little bit of both, but yes, mostly quant, that's a fair statement. However, one of the things that we are working on this year is to really round out um, the fraud and fraud detection and data quality for QUA, um, because it wasn't directly obvious that QUAL was included in there, although many of the data checks can uh, apply to both, right, QUAL and QUANT, uh, but we want to be a little bit more deliberate about some of the unique characteristics around data fraud for QUAL uh, in our next
1: release. Awesome. Um, and I knew that was happening this year. I know that I'm know i in committees and I'd love like to hear about the committee you're on, Mary. Um, a lot of qualitative people are in this. And you know, one of the trends in the industry, and we mentioned this and others have mentioned this, is kind of um, the uh, merging of methodologies between QUAL and QUANT. We're kind of doing both, a lot of researchers are. And so everything we do will have kind of a a quant and qual perspective to it. But it's nice to have, you know, very traditional qualitative researchers having an impact and and more to come in this toolkit. Mary, you're on a committee, which I am as well, but we're on different committees.
2: We are on different (laughs) committees. And I do want to mention that that's one part of what makes me very excited to be a part of this, Um, initiative is that the toolkit that was originally released was not a set it and forget it resource. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just something that was pulled together, published, and we moved on from it. And I think that's really vital because the issues that we're facing in our industry are always growing and changing. And we have to be constantly thinking about ways to provide resources to researchers to mitigate some of that risk. I am involved in one of the work streams that is responsible for um, finding more creative ways to promote the existing toolkit that we have, um, talking about it more, getting the word out, um, exposing more people via either social media or educational videos. Um, And there's a really good group of people who are involved in that. Uh, There are cross collaborations and work streams so I believe there are three currently going on and Cindy you will probably be able to speak better to this but we have a work stream that is working on um, updating the toolkit that we currently have and working on getting us um, a special site on the IDEA, or similar to the ideal Council on the Insights Association website, but having a microsite for the data initiative, data integrity initiative. And there's another work stream that's working on next steps. How do we further develop the toolkit? I think QUAL is one of those focuses that we're thinking about um, on that work stream. And because there are clients involved, suppliers involved, people from both Quant and Qual on all of the work streams, I think that we'll see continued improvement. I think things are moving pretty quickly, faster than I imagined it would, given the cross collaboration with so many different types of personalities and companies. And well,
1: that, That's a good point. I would say if you're interested in joining... You really kind of have to be prepared because you will be put on a committee and you will have to do some work. That's the I wouldn't say downside. It's kind of the fun part too. But you know, we all have day jobs, and Inside Association is a volunteer organization, volunteer-led organization for the most part. Um, so when I work, look at this, these work streams, Cindy, mm-hmm. it looks like there's a lot happening this year, and Mary kind of summarized some of it. How would you summarize it? Yeah. Is it overwhelming because it looks Uh,
0: overwhelming? No, because uh, my analytic brain just kind of puts things Uh in various groups. So, So I'll try to walk everybody through it. But first of all, Mary, thank you so much for mentioning that we're really trying to bring the toolkit a little bit more to life by creating a microsite or at least a more engaging way for individuals to interact with the toolkit. You know, we all know that uh, uh, data quality and fraud detection is a journey and that everybody's at a little bit different spot in their journey. And so the website that we will be putting up uh, at our annual conference at the end of April uh, will really help kind of lead individuals through their journey. In a perfect world, we'd like everybody to complete the journey and really make a pledge for data quality in our industry. And so the, the website will kind of help guide that. Plus, it'll be dynamic and we can add and, and add additional resources and topics as needed. Another area that I'm pretty excited about um, is really understanding the gaps around data quality that currently exist in the industry. So we are going to be launching a survey. I mean, what better way to learn about the gaps than to ask where the gaps are? Uh, But we're gonna be launching a survey so we get a little bit better sense for the types of fraud detection that are currently being used in in the industry, what's working well, maybe where some opportunities are, and maybe some other ideas on techniques and methodologies that we haven't yet fully explored. And so look for that to come very soon, and it will really guide some of the future direction that we take uh, for the DII Council. And then the last one that's been kind of mentioned here, uh, but is super important is around the respondent, the quality of the experience for the respondent, if you will. And that comes from the survey design and, and other things. But one of the things that uh, one of the teams is working on is really that respondent bill of rights, if you will, something that really reminds everyone, not everybody knows a respondent is important, but some guidelines for ensuring that we are fully recognizing and respecting and presenting the respondent with the best experience possible.
1: Well said. Um, Also, I wanted to point out, we talked about the diversity (laughs) kind of in this DII committee and I'm happened to be on the micro site. I don't need some work stream and there's marketers. There's not just researchers on here. Um, I'm gonna call up also Weinstein yes. on Full Circle Research. She's been amazing at helping build this microsite, And so that's another thing that I love about this is that we have qualitative researchers, quantitative researchers, analysts, marketers, which you know that's weird to say in the research. We have marketers helping with this, but we need to be able to market this effectively. And so I'm so fortunate to be on some of these work streams and s- seeing the progress happen so fast.
0: Well, thank you for uh, mentioning Lisa um, and her passion. As as you said, is just great. I mean, this is an area that she loves, and that same enthusiasm is also present on the other work streams. So. Uh, it is just a real delight to, to have the opportunity to, to work together with uh, everyone
1: involved. Absolutely. Um, and I will, this is a shout out just to join the Insight Association. You know, I'm on the board of our chapter and um, it's really amazing to be part of a group of volunteers that do so much work to fulfill the Insight Association's mission. And I would encourage people, if you're not involved, try to get involved because it has really changed my career path. And getting to know so many amazing people and learning from them and seeing, um, learning so many things has been amazing for me. And this is just one little part of that. Insights Association does a lot of other things than what we're talking about today, Um, but this is a big one. So this is happening this year. We're going to be launching some stuff at the Insights Association National Conference in Hilton Head, which I will be there. I'm very excited about. Um, And then this will continue, I'm guessing, indefinitely, hopefully, right?
0: Absolutely.
1: Will we solve it?
0: That's right. That's right.
1: So, forever. Could be. Um, so, if people can help, if you know, our dozens of listeners, Cindy, might be bombarding you with, I want to help. Is that okay? Tens and tens of listeners.
0: <laughs> please, please. Yes, absolutely. If you have a passion for uh, preserving data quality in the industry, and have a little time, you'd love to volunteer and donate and expertise to the cause, please feel free to send me uh, an email at cindy.newman at insightsassociation.org.
1: Mary, any final thoughts? I feel like this went really quickly. Um, any final thoughts on data quality, Insights Association, etc.?
2: My final thought maybe isn't related exactly to that, but Cindy, you mentioned that data quality is a journey and that makes me think about no matter where we are in our career paths or how much experience we have in research, it is a journey. I'm learning a lot from people who have been in the industry for 20, 30 plus years, people who are considered to be influencers, um, experts in our space. And I'm also learning just as much from people who are new researchers mm-hmm. who are, you know, fresh out of an internship or in their first year of managing projects or starting to analyze data. So I think that um, as we are encouraging people to get involved, I don't think that this is limited to only people who have had years and years of experience under their belt. Um, there is still a lot for us all to learn. Um, from, all, from all areas of expertise and experience in our industry.
1: And I wanted to mention one more thing about collaboration is that we kind of alluded to it earlier, is that I think Melanie announced this at SampleCon. Mm-hmm. And maybe, Cindy, tell us more about the collaboration across different associations.
0: Yes, uh, thank you for mentioning that. We are super excited to be part of a working group Uh, International working group actually uh, to work on uh, data quality in the industry. So we've been joined by MRS, SampleCon, SMR, and maybe a few others will be announced soon. Um, And so each one of our organizations and associations is focusing on a certain element. For example, MRS will be focused on prod and bot technology. SampleCon on the sampling technology benchmarks and standards. SMR is going to focus on survey design and the role of survey design and quality. And then IA will be the activation, uh, really building upon the toolkit, the language, and the standards that uh, we've already developed, Uh, but bringing all of that together and even uh, rounding out our toolkit and information
1: more. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, the collaboration across the globe, different organizations, many of us volunteer in multiple, but a lot of these are very, you know, country specific. So it's amazing to get everybody to kind of buy in, that we have challenges in our industry and we were going to try to fix as best we can.
0: Agreed. Super exciting.
1: Well, Cindy, thank you for joining. I feel like we could talk for a couple more hours, but we'll let you go. I know you've been um under the weather a little bit so i really appreciate you joining um mary rose draper thank you for joining as always producer brian thank you sir and please go download toolkit we'll have the link in the show notes thanks everybody
0: thank you